Welcome, everyone. It's a wrap with rap. I am your host, Ron Rappaport. This podcast features people who have overcome life's challenges and adversities, people who can inspire and motivate, and people who can educate us on an assortment of topics. My guest today is Jenny Dalton, author of Butterflies and Bullies, as well as a speaker, a coach, a facilitator, a leader, and a healer. She earned a BA in English Literature and History from Indiana University, and since graduation, she has earned postgraduate certificates in several fields of interest. She is curious and often transforms her life in various ways. Jenny has always loved writing and has published articles and poetry in numerous venues. Today, she is an entrepreneur, facilitates groups and coaches individuals toward powerful change. She teaches and practices yoga, she mentors young women and helps support the education of girls in Haiti, and she travels the world. It took her 10 years to write the creative nonfiction book about her experience being bullied in the fifth grade. She has written the book for all the girls and women who were bullied and are being bullied as we speak. The book was written to ignite conversation. Jenny is a supporter of the podcast, and her book is featured on the podcast Facebook page. Welcome, Jenny, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here because you well, so, have some of the, sorry to interrupt you, but I just want you to know, I feel like you help sh people share the best kinds of stories. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. It's so great to have you on. You offer uh, all of us the perspective of knowing your feelings going through the bullying experience in school and the ability to understand what it's like for girls going through this. So I want to start out, uh, what prompted you to write the book and what was the 10 year uh, journey doing it like? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, so the prompt was that I was in my 20s and I had been a bullied girl and it was really starting to weigh on me in such a way that I I was journaling about it a lot. I had a lot of anger that I was journaling about too. I kept having um, repeat relationships, whether with other you know, girlfriends or with um, men that I attracted in my life that weren't exactly healthy for me. I could feel that they weren't healthy. So I just started yeah. to dive into writing um, you know, letters to my younger self, um, doing a lot of healing of my inner child. And it really just started to emerge that this experience that I'd had being bullied in fifth grade was really impacting a lot of what I knew about myself. And anyway, just lots of journaling, lots of things. And as anyone who's out there, who's a writer knows, the more you write, the more, uh, the work that you're working on begins to surprise you and take its own form. And I realized uh, over time that I was writing a book and that it wasn't really a, um, a, a fiction book and it wasn't really nonfiction, but it was um, something inspired by the Judy Bloom books that I read when I was young because I felt like at the time um, when I was being bullied, there weren't any like Judy Bloom books about this experience that could give me some sort of guidance around how, like, how do I deal with this? How am I feeling the right thing? Is this only happening to me? Right. It just um, wasn't talked about at that time. Oh, right? no. And so um, I felt like I wanted to write that book that expressed those true feelings about just how deeply hurtful it is and yeah. how it makes you question who you are. Um, and, and, and write a story about a girl who 
learns to uh, find some resilience in the process. And so, you know, like I said, it took me 10 years to write it, but I think that was a lot of 10 years of like self-therapy and um, learning to understand what parts of me were a bullied girl reacting to things in my life from a bullied girl perspective. And how do I overcome that? What's on the other side of that? You know, how do I yeah. make my way in the world, not as this victim, but as someone who um, has healed from that experience. Of course it's, you know, the onion layers keep getting pulled back and it's been, you know, decades since that time, but I'm, you know, still unraveling. Yeah. It, 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 something like that, that happens to you. Uh, it go, it goes all the way into your mature years. Yeah. It just doesn't stop. Why do you think you were targeted to be bullied in the fifth grade? Well, I try to explore this in my book, of butterflies and bullies. Um, part of it, I think, was triggered by uh, moving from one public school to another one. I was uh, brought to uh, a new neighborhood, uh, like kind of across the other side of the tracks. I was the girl who grew up on maybe the lower um, income, middle income side of the tracks. And my new school, which is where the gifted program was, um, was in, you know, like the richer neighborhood. And a couple of girls came with me from the other side of the tracks over to this new school. And I think that amongst us, there was a bit of some competition for, you know, who would be friends with the friend group that had already been established at that school. Right. 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 You know, there's always like the cool girls and we were like the new girls. And, yeah. you know, we had our thing because that we'd had since you know, kindergarten through third grade, fourth grade. Right. And then all of a sudden we're in this new environment and we have to kind of jockey for attention. And I am very much, um, a little bit, I'm a, how would I describe myself? I guess I'm, I'm outgoing, but I'm also shy. (laughs) So I'll often put myself in that shy place to start. And so I was probably targeted for being a little bit on the weaker side of the spectrum. So the book is set in the 1980s. Would middle graders and adults uh, relate to it today? And who is the main audience for your book? This is such a great question. Um, I thought all along that I was writing a young adult book. Um, You know, again, I, I really tried to model the story and the way that it's told on Judy Bloom stories, which, you know, are really kind of for that middle grade audience. But it turns out, and this book, you know, has been essentially like certified by librarian friends that I have, you know, to be appropriate for junior high students, for sure. However, what I'm finding as the book is gaining traction and folks are um, giving me their feedback is that the main audience really is women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, women my age who... Um, at the time of their formative experience, didn't have the resources that girls have today. I mean, obviously, you know, with cyberbullying and, you know, it's a whole different landscape, but I think that's what's appealing about it being set in the 80s. It's really Mm -hmm. nostalgic for women um, who may have grown up at some point during the 70s and 80s. And, um, you know, they're reminded of a lot of the attitudes that were more present back then, like, oh, you'll get over it. Or like, there's nothing wrong here. You know, don't worry about it. You guys, you'll suck it up. You'll survive. You know, that kind of attitude that girls today aren't necessarily on the whole growing up with as much as we did. Um, 
so, you know, like I said, I think that the audience has shifted from what my original intention was. And now I'm really, um, you know, putting it out there that, you know, women who are feeling like they need to peel back some of their own layers of the onion of pain and childhood trauma and what have you with friendships, you know, if you want to dive into it, this book is that catalyst for this conversation within yourself and with your friends. And it's, you know, it's definitely brought up a lot of conversations um, with women my age who are like, oh yeah, I just, I forgot all about that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I feel, you know, I'm bringing up all this shame and guilt and all these feelings that I think collectively as women of our generation, we're in, we're really poised to, to work through those things right now as, as a collective. Um, so well, I, ha- I have to say, just being a man, I read the book and I really, uh, could get your your feelings come through. I could feel what you were feeling. Well, thank you. Sense. I mean, that's yeah. why I think that it is relatable to young girls, especially and young yeah. men, I guess, too. I mean, it's the, the feeling part of it is what I really wanted to get across. And yeah. I think that that's what's the most relatable. And you did. You got it across very well. Have Thank things so ch- have things changed uh, socially for middle schoolers, teens, young women since the 1980s? Is bullying of girls more of an issue now or was it always an issue? Well, unfortunately, I think that it's a part of our human makeup right now. It's kind of in our DNA right now. And I'm, I would really love for it to evolve out of our DNA. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you know, the pressures I think are still there. I know that um, women, young women in my life have been bullied. They've had those experiences, um, you know, cyber bullying, while I don't personally have any direct experience with it and nor do I have any young people close in my life who've experienced it. I know anecdotally that it's you know, it's just this whole complicated web of um, hurt and pain that a lot of um, young people just don't really quite know how to extricate themselves from and really become um, challenged by. Um, and I don't, you know, like I said, I don't have that personal experience, but I think it's still there to the extent whether it's more or less, you know, I don't really know. But I do also know that, you know, um, folks have been starting to do some studies of, you know, older adults who'd had experiences being bullied in their past and how is that beginning to impact them as adults. And I think that there's just a generation that has a greater understanding of its hurtful impacts and wanting to stop it sooner. And so there are so many more programs out there Um, you know, like school assemblies and other kind of curriculum and things like that, that um, exist now as resources for students that weren't there when when I was growing up. So you're involved with an organization called the Kind Campaign. What activities does the Kind Campaign do uh, to address the bullying issue? Well, the Kind Campaign is pretty extraordinary. um, And I urge everyone to... I would like to take a moment out of the podcast to tell you about an exceptional young lady doing amazing things. Jasmine Tillman, also known as J.R. Tillman. Born and raised in Toledo, Ohio, this 23-year-old is a life purpose coach, transformational speaker, and self-published author. She has always wanted to help others as long as she could remember. She just didn't know how. She has worked many jobs coming up and ended up growing up pretty fast. 
Even though she had a swift childhood, she spent plenty of time learning great lessons that had a ton of weight on her decision-making. Her dad spent most of his time on vacation, a.k.a. the jailhouse, and mom worked hard to support her and her siblings. Many only know and experience the broken homes and family bonds these days, especially children of color. That is the number one reason J.R. has chosen to be an author, life purpose coach, and transformational speaker to lend a hand in the black hole of society. Where fathers fend for their neighborhoods better than their homes and mothers club harder and spend more time chasing men than raising what should be their main priority, their children. Sadly, J.R. fell victim to this pattern caused by the influence of society once upon a time. J.R. has written and just had released her self-help woman empowerment journal titled Get a Grip, Will Ya? You Matter to fuse passion and purpose to guide women and teens in a path of empowerment and self-discovery. In 2022, it is a challenging time to be a teenager. From social media, influencer culture, a global pandemic, and everything in between, struggling with a sense of self and peer pressure is at an all-time high amongst American teens. JR seeks to act as a big sister to help guide and support teens as opposed to parental authority. JR understands the struggles at hand, school troubles, dead-end jobs, family issues, and a sense of being lost. And she has learned how the mind holds the secret to curating success and true happiness. Get a Grip, Will Ya? You Matter is an awesome read for teens, parents, anyone seeking self-discovery, and would make an excellent gift. The book may be ordered through Amazon, and the book information will be listed in the podcast notes, podcast website under the sponsor tab, and the podcast Facebook page. Look it up, especially if you have young people. So they go to schools, and they've been doing it remotely um, during the pandemic. Um, And they have assemblies with just girls, and it can be like you know, just the junior high girls or all the girls of the school, you know, Yeah. and their main program is really, um, you know, having girls understand that, you know, there are, you know, there's real people, I guess, at the end of each end of the story. And that the main thing um, that can heal this is, you know, a sincere, real apology that comes from especially the bullied girl getting, or the bullier, um, having some understanding of what it feels like to be the bullied girl. Right. And then from, you know, from real empathy and real compassion and real understanding, you know, uh, a, an apology arises that feels really authentic that the, that both girls can like accept and move on from there. And so it's really powerful stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it sounds great. That sounds really tremendous. Do most daughters tell their parents what's going on in your mm. opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it depends. I think it depends on what kind of, you know, human girl you are and what kind of relationship you have with your parents. I mean, I can tell you right now, I didn't tell my parents anything. And I felt very alone. I felt very um, unseen, I think. And I think I purposefully tried to hide, um, especially just those most vulnerable parts of myself, whereas I was also the oldest of four. And so I think that there was a part of me that always um, tried to caretake for everyone else instead of 
caretaking for myself and understanding what that might look like in my parent relationship. So I don't know. I mean, I have friends that have, uh, you know, girls that do share a lot with them. Um, and I think that as you know, I'm personally, I'm just, uh, like a step parent. I'm not a, a, a real mom, I guess, so to speak, but I have a lot of young women in my life, but my friends who are parents, um, I don't know. I think they're really healthy parents. And of course okay. there's loads of them out there that aren't, but they're yeah. the kind of parents who are cultivating honest relationships with their kids. And it's really inspiring to see, but they had to learn that for themselves because their parents were not, you know, for on the whole, um, the kind of parents that they told things to either. So I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a shift going on. Well, do you think so that's anecdotal? Do you think any of the, <laughs> do you think any of the girls, uh, do you think shame enters into it? Like they're ashamed that they're being bullied. So they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. 100%. I mean, okay. I know that for me personally, shame was a huge factor and why I didn't say things. Yeah. I think that for friends of mine that I have, who've told me their stories of either being the bullier or the bullied, that shame is actually as, you know, is absolutely like the number one thing that you know, had them stay small or had them not share what was happening with a, t- with a teacher or their parents or not stand up for themselves, you know, and then that as the bully too, um, I have had friends uh, and readers who confided in me that they were the bully. I mean, they still feel shame. They feel like, should I reach out to this person? It's been 15, 25 years. Should I say something? I'm like, what's in your heart? You know, do you feel like yeah. you need to? Like, you it's know. it's powerful stuff. I mean, we're going back to childhood and 25 years later, they're still thinking about it. Oh yeah. I mean, I was just uh, coaching a woman yesterday, I think it was, who's in her sixties, who said to me that, you know, she's still angry at this girl who bullied her when she was 14. And she, and she's like, and we're still friends. I talk to her like once a month. I'm like, well, maybe you should say something like, you know, I, I right. know this might be uncomfortable and weird, but I'm still feeling these feelings. Do you want to talk about it <laughs> and yeah. see what she says? You know, I mean, cause we don't know. I mean, I think that's the biggest lesson that I had was the girl who bullied me. I confronted her when I was in college and, um, she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she didn't she, even remember. She yeah. She forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, maybe she didn't, but that was the answer she gave me. But what I think I, what I learned was I was like, well, she had a lot going on in her house too. Yeah. What, what would you tell a young girl who is being bullied at school or afraid she is going to be bullied or ignored or left out? Well, what would you tell that young girl? The, the one, the people out there listening, the parents listening right now. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing, which is not necessarily advice, but it's more just like, I see you, you know, you're seen and you're, you are heard and mm-hmm. we are willing to see you and to hear you. Um, and you know, go find someone that you trust and someone that you, that you feel, um, you know, has your back, you know, whether or not you feel loved by them or not, but do you feel like they have your back and you can trust them and tell them what's going on for you and, you know, from your heart and, you know, don't keep it inside, you know, or write about it. You know, I think that that was, you know, journaling saved my life. Yeah. And I think that, you know, writing in a journal and really starting to understand your own true voice of your, of yourself, 
um, you know, you can get some of the best advice from yourself, you know, when you're willing to listen. What would you tell a girl who is bullying others? Stop it. <laughs> I think that this is something that some of my, uh, you know, peers who talk about the bullying space will agree that it's just time to end this. Um, but there is a reason why, you know, the bullier is being the bullier. And so let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about what's making you feel pain or what's making you feel disempowered, you know, or it's making you feel like you want to lash out. Like, let's talk about it. Let's get to the root cause and see if we can help you in some way, you know, whether it's stuff that's going on at home that makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, let's find a way to help you get the support you need to handle that. But lashing out at other girls or other boys or, you know, whomever is just, that's not the answer. So let's, let's help you get to the, the healing. Right. What is the difference between bullying and having leadership ability? In other words, being uh, an empowered woman, for example. Such a great question. Um, I actually get asked this a lot. <laughs> I think that, you know, kindness and respect are a big part of it. You know, I think that as women, we are often, you know, called, you know, bullies or worse words, right. When we're exert exerting ourselves as leaders, um, and can get a lot of bullying bullied back, you know, for being our assertive selves and even for like being our goofy selves, right. Which I think are also powerful parts of who we are. Um, and it's, you know, I, I come from a humanist perspective. It's like, it's not about feminism or the patriarchy necessarily, though we have been taught that, um, you know, maybe it's better to call someone a bully than to let them be empowered in their leadership <laughs> or to call them right. a feminist and ignore them or whatever those things are. But when you're being kind and respectful of other people and their abilities, um, I think that you can be firm in how you're, you're speaking about like direction or feedback or, or anything. I mean, I've been a manager and especially a manager of other women in numerous jobs. And what I find is it's like, as long as, you know, I feel like I, I like to give people space to yeah. make mistakes and to succeed. And then we try to have conversation about it and be really honest um, and intentional with communication as opposed to, you know, being confrontational. What do you think some of these girls or women are bullies without even realizing it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. think that in some of the behavior is unconscious. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are intentional bullies out there for sure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> But I think that, I mean, I even, you know, if I haven't had enough, you know, protein for the day and I start getting low blood sugar, I might lash out of whoever's right in front of me when I'm feeling upset about something. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. I, you know, I just think that there's a difference between intentional and unintentional, but sure. the impact on the bullied person is usually still the same. So how can you tell when you're being bullied? Sometimes it's really obvious, but what can you do when you just have a, a vague sense that people don't like you and you don't fit in or you are not sure why? Mm, that's a hard question. I mean, well, you know, I, this is this is this is a. a <laughs> A good podcast I'm trying to run. I know. You ask the you ask the tough questions. Yeah, there you go. Um 
I mean, I think that, you know, in your heart of hearts, right? Like, it's like that little voice that whispers at you, like, this isn't right. Gut feeling, Um, gut feeling. Yeah, that gut feeling of like, something's off here, right? Yeah, Yeah. listen to your gut. And, you know, I mean, boundaries, man, like, you know, just step away, right? I mean, I'm a big fan of avoidance, you know, just get, try to get away from these people and, or say something, you know, you know, and actually say, you know, this isn't working for me. You know, I don't appreciate the way I'm being treated, et cetera. It depends on what the situation is. Right. Yeah. I guess you're answering my next question, which is what would you tell the parents of a girl who is being bullied? Should your daughter stick it out and learn to develop inner resilience or should you move her to a safer environment? where she's better able to learn. How, how does one know what to do? Yeah, well, I think it's definitely, um, you know how they, people say like, well, you have to figure out what kind of education your child needs by who your child is becoming and what they need. I mean, I think it's the same um, as, you know, being in the situation of being bullied and how to talk to them. It's like, well, who, what kind of child are they, right? Like, what do they need? And sometimes a child will thrive more by being taken out of the environment and put into a new one. And sometimes, you know, they'll thrive by sticking up for themselves. Sometimes they'll thrive by, you know, journaling or it's all of them or, you know, it just really depends on who they are. But I think the main thing is that they're heard um, and that they really get that they've been heard and that, you know, they have an opportunity to express themselves about how they feel about what's going on. And then you figure out what the best action is moving forward. So you were bullied starting in the fifth grade. Um, what, what were the long-term effects that it had on you uh, from that time to adulthood? Did it lead to any uh, bad habits or trying to fit in groups or you know, anything like that? All of the above. <laughs> There's, there are actually, you know, clinical trials that have been done that have assessed um, what the impacts are on adults from being bullied as child, children. And, you know, they include things like, um, you know, not feeling able to uh, create fulfilling, um, trusting relationships. That definitely happened to me with friendships and with boyfriends and things like that. It took me a long time to learn, like, what what is a good friendship and how, who am I as a good friend? And not just saying yes to everybody. Cause I think I like what they're doing or what, you know, is possible. You know, it's really about getting real about like the kinds of relationships that you're having. But I was very messed up about that for a long time. Um, also um, drug dependence, drug use. Um, I definitely, you know, went down the trails of alcohol, you know, using it too much for social situations, using it to fit in, um, you know, depending on it for, you know, socializing, et cetera. I mean, feeling really anxious about being in new groups of people. I've never felt like I can be in like a group of girls. Like I still feel that way. And I'm 51 years old. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to act here. (laughs) You know, and I definitely (laughs) get very, you know, anxious and really have to talk myself through like, okay, you know, I can do this. I'm liked here, you know, where, how am I reacting? You know, what am I seeing? Um, you know, and they talk about, um, lower levels of academic achievement and achievement in professions. I think that, I mean, in terms of my profession, I feel like I've, I've done quite well and feel quite accomplished, but my education, you know, you mentioned, oh, she's had several certificates and different things. It's like, yeah, I've always felt like, oh, I should go get my master's and I could have done, you know, the X, Y, and Z, you know, but I've always felt a little 
um, a interested in all kinds of things and a bit of a polymath, but also, you know, feeling academically able to achieve certain things. I've, it's been, I've been impacted by that. My ability to focus, you know, um, I think a lot of that was due to like the social impacts of having been bullied, been bullied in school and like always like watching my back or focusing too much on the social at school, even though I'm very curious and I think intellectual and well-read, et cetera, but I, yeah, the school environment, I have a little PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) So I know it started in the fifth grade and I read the book. Did it, did it continue on past the fifth grade? Or was that just the worst time of the whole? I mean, I think it started in the fifth grade and then, you know, it's was, you know, with girl bullying, you know, it's a little different than the pushing and the shoving and the yelling at each other. Um, And some of the dramatized, I think, girl bullying that we see on TV, it's a lot more subtle and it's about being left out. Yeah. Um, It's about, you know, people talking about you behind your back and stealing boyfriends and manipulating you, et cetera. And, you know, I definitely experienced that kind of stuff in high school, all through even college a little bit. And I think part of it is about that kind of like alpha person in the group, you know, and I've never really, I've never been the alpha. And so maybe I've, you know, just put myself in the position of being the (laughs) non-alpha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. been a little bit more susceptible to it. And of course I've grown, um, but in the school environment specifically where you're in a group with lots of, un, you know, new people, old people, you know, competition for grades, et cetera, things like that competition for men, um, for other friendships, for, you know, other relationships, um, in my experience, you know, it's definitely been fraught. You stated uh, that you were pretty much around the same classmates for your school years till graduation. Did you ever confront the people who bullied you after graduation? And do you remain friends with any of those classmates today? Yeah, I mean, so I mentioned that I confronted one of them when I was in college. Um, She and I, um, I mean, we were in school together from like third grade until the middle of college. Um, And I haven't remained friends with her, though, you know, she still lives in my hometown and my mom um, has been friendly with her mom. So I know what's been going on in her life. Um, And I have no ill feelings toward her whatsoever. Um, And, um, you know, there have been other girls and women for sure who've bullied me that I, you know, again, you when you're in school, you're like, oh, I started in fifth grade with all these people. And then we went through high school and somewhat of some people went to the same college as me. Um, and they were always in my life and it was always this thing. And I think I definitely went through this big period, especially when I graduated from college. I mean, I moved away from Indiana. Yeah. I was like, I'm moving into. Yeah. California. You're moving on. You're getting out <laughs> I of went to San Francisco. <laughs> you know, I started to have, you know, yeah. to choose my friends more than the ones that I inherited from my sure. youth. Sure. And that makes a difference. Yeah. Do females, in your opinion, uh, experience more sexual bullying than their male counterparts? Well, I mean, what do you mean? Like from men or from other girls or? Uh, yeah, from both, from both. I mean, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think just in my own personal experience, um, I felt that, you know, my bullying, having been bullied, you know, definitely put me in a weaker position um, because also I 
in real life, I didn't necessarily stand up to it. Um, and it's not like I just kind of like let it rain down on me, but it was just kind of this persistent pain. I think it made me more susceptible to, um, being sexually bullied by guys for sure, which totally happened to me. Um, I don't know to what extent that is, um, just kind of normal. I think, unfortunately, for a lot of other women to experience, whether they'd been bullied or not, I think okay. it's quite prevalent. Okay. Um, but I have never been, you know, sexually bullied by another woman. Um, and, you know, not to say that that's not common as well. I mean, I, you know, to, to answer your question, I don't really know. I can only speak from my own experience. Okay. And, you know, definitely feel that I've been bullied by men sexually. In your experience dealing with mentoring and your involvement with your anti-bullying agenda, what are some of the most prevalent bullying tactics displayed against females? Well, exclusion, I think, is the biggest one where you're like feeling 100 percent like you weren't included and everyone knows it. (laughs) you know, um, that's huge, you know, and just the, the looks and the, the snide comments, um, and the stealing of things, right. So whether it's ideas or a look or, uh, meaning like fashion or, um, you know, boys, girls, you know, friends, resources, et cetera, you know, I use the word stealing kind of harshly, but it's the taking of those things that, you know, in our pre, um, you know, where we don't quite have our full frontal lobe developed times of our lives, yeah, we can take those things quite seriously and, you know, feel a lot of ownership over who we are and who we're becoming. And, um, also feel really raw in that space of becoming whoever we're becoming. Right. And, um, yeah, I think you feel, um, trespassed on perhaps, you know, or against, Okay. So are you, are you seeing boys bullying girls today? Uh, and, and is it on the rise? Hmm. I don't know the answer to that question because I'm not, you know, like on the, you know, the schoolyard, you know, um, yeah, I was just wondering, you know, in some of your groups or whatever, if you're getting any feedback like that, I, you know, we don't, I don't, um, hear about it as much, but okay again, not to say that it's not happening. It's not an area of my expertise though. Gotcha. You facilitate a healing workshop uh, where girls can share stories of toxic female friendships and bullying. Can you talk about that and how is it helping? Well, it's called the Better Friends Club and um, it's just starting. Um, So I've only had a few um, instances, but I think it is incredibly healing. I think that Again, it's just a platform where you can share your story and get like no feedback, you know, no one making comments about it or saying, oh yeah, that happened to me or I understand. It's more just about being heard and helping to tell your own story so that um, as you tell it, you, you know, can evolve and evolve the story into one that's a little bit more powerful for you. Do you think we're doing enough as a society to combat the bullying epidemic? I mean, no, (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, 
you know, yes, we're making strides. Yes, things are incredibly different than uh, when I grew up. But like I said at the beginning of our conversation, it's still in our DNA as humans to be competitive in this nature. And I'd love to see us transcend that to create something new, you know, and I've, I've been asking myself, like, what's post bullying? Like, what does that look like? You know, like, what kind of world can we have when we're not, um, you know, engaging in this way? And I think so much of it is, you know, we would live in a world that wasn't traumatized, yeah. you know, whether in our home or by our society, um, you know, or the media you know, we would, we would be better friends to ourselves and to others. And, you know, we'd probably have more of a, um, you know, a we versus like, you know, a them kind of mentality, you know, an us yeah. way of looking at the world. And um, I'm, I'm really envisioning that for us. So we're not there yet. Your book is an excellent resource for parents to obtain and start a conversation with their children about bullying. What is your takeaway message for parents of the bullied and the bullies and the kids being bullied and those committing the bullying? And what's, what's the takeaway message? Takeaway message. Um, I mean, I think the biggest one is quiet a little bit, quiet yourself and try to listen to your own inner voice. Try to listen to that, you know, find tools so that you can listen to that still part of yourself that knows, you know, what the truth is, knows what the good way forward is and, you know, work on, you know, banishing any fear that you might have and like really allow that voice to come through and then act on what it tells you to do, you know, I mean, from your heart, right. From your gut. Right. And, um, I think we'll all, we'll just be better people when we allow ourselves that quiet um, and instruction from our deepest selves. Jenny, what, what excites you going forward in your anti-bullying work? Anything that excites you? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, uh, I'm engaging in a new writing project and oh, great. Um, it's started to um, spawn sort of a lot of people have been saying, well, what's next? <laughs> you know, what's the story of the girl after all of this, right? Right. Um, and so I've been exploring that and um, a variety of you know, topics as it relates to who we are as adults uh, recovering from childhood bullying um, and what are some resiliency tools that we can um, you know, think about or engage in to help us heal as adults from that, the little pieces that you know, we're still uncovering, right? Right. And so I'm, I'm playing with that a little bit and looking at um, how that evolves on the page. Sounds good. So it sounds like there might be another book on the way. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm very beginning. Or maybe even a podcast. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just allowing the creative process to guide me really and just enjoying writing and thinking. Yeah. But it sounds like something good's on the horizon. Jenny, how can people contact you? Uh, well, the best way to contact me is through my website, which is butterfliesbullies.com. Okay. And you can learn all about um, the Better Friends Club and get in touch with me and buy the book, which is available in print, ebook, and in audio, which has me as the reader. So yes. Kind. <laughs> and the book, the book is uh, featured uh, periodically on my Facebook page. 
And we started a Facebook group where we have hundreds of people already. Right and on. So we'll, we'll be discussing your book on the Facebook group. So Well, great. Let me know when you want to do that. I will join in. Oh, sounds good. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're busy. I, you're hard to get home. Uh, I will list all that information in, in the podcast notes. Thank you, Jenny, so much for being on the podcast and writing this book, which will hopefully ignite a conversation on the subject and help those involved. Uh, I wish you all the best going forward in all your endeavors. Uh, comments and suggestions to improve the podcast are welcome. You can email us at it's a wrap with it's a wrap with rap at gmail.com. Our website is it's a wrap with rap.com. Sign up to get on our mailing list. We have a Facebook page, a Facebook group called It's a Rap with Rap. We're on Instagram, It's a Rap with Rap podcast, and all the episodes are on YouTube. It's a Rap with Rap, the podcast uncut. Thanks for listening. Stay safe for now. And everybody, for now, it's a wrap. <laughs>